0: Well, welcome to the wilderness, dear ones. We always begin Lent with some sort of Jesus in the wilderness story. Mark's version is very short compared to the others. There's no conversation between him and Satan. It's just two brief sentences where the word wilderness is mentioned twice in a span of six words. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, he was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. This story is so short that we get some context, too. We get Jesus' baptism before, where God proclaims, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And then we get Jesus' first sermon after, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. So repent and believe in the good news. I'm not going to lie. Mark is really starting to grow on me. It's short, to the point, and there's this key word that triggers our ears to pay closer attention when we hear this word immediately. And the Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. This story makes me wonder, what does the word wilderness conjure for you? Do you think of the desert, dry and sandy with little shade or water, a landscape that can easily shift with a strong wind, where it can be sweltering hot, during the day and freezing cold at night perhaps you think about wilderness as mountains with ancient trees and giant bugs and when hiking it's good to bring some bear spray or maybe you feel like the wilderness is right here in northern Virginia as you mount the courage each day to face that morning commute The spaghetti junctions of underpasses and overpasses and easy passes. And let's not forget the rotaries. Maybe your wilderness doesn't look at all like something out of an Indiana Jones movie. But it's much more mundane and yet suspiciously dangerous. The wilderness of being a caretaker, facing illness or cancer or chronic pain, being a parent, attempting to file your taxes, conquering the dust bunnies, and life, attempting to make sense of all the nonsense that seems to be in our world that we call home. The reality is most of us don't choose wilderness, the wilderness seems to find us. A landscape that you thought was familiar turns out to be completely shadowy, hard to navigate, uncharted and complicated. I think we also face wilderness within ourselves, the tempters and wild beasts and monsters that won't leave us alone. Kathleen Norris has this great story about doing a writing workshop with kids and she writes, when I'm working as an artist-in-residence at parochial schools, I like to read the psalms out loud to inspire the students, and I have found when I ask the children to write their own psalms, their poems often have an emotional directness that is similar to the biblical psalter. They know what it's like to be small in a world designed for big people to feel lost and abandoned. Children are frequently astonished to discover that the psalmist so freely express the more unacceptable emotions, sadness, and even anger, anger at God. And all this is in the Bible that they read in church on Sunday mornings. Children who are picked on by their big brothers and sisters can be remarkably adept when it comes to writing cursing psalms. Once, a little boy wrote a poem called, The Monster Who Was Sorry. He began by admitting that he hates it when his father yells at him. His response in the poem is to throw his sister down the stairs, and then to wreck his room, and finally to wreck the whole town. And the poem concludes, Then I sit in my messy house and say to myself, I shouldn't have done all of that. Our messy houses. Now some of our wilderness we create. Some of the wildness that lives within us rages. And we cannot help but see it wreak havoc on everyone and everything that we love. Thankfully, dear ones, we have a right for that. It's called Lent. Forty days plus Sundays. And 40 is a big number, and so we are going to count all the way to 40. You ready? This is where you got to wake up. Pay attention. Here we go. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. It's a long number, right? 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, halfway there, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40 number, the 40, it's a holy number in scripture. It takes 40 days to learn and own a habit. I think God knew that. We get 40 days on that ark stuck with all those animals before God dried up things and the rainbow came. We get 40 years of wandering in the desert in between Slavery and freedom for the people in Exodus. We get 40 days for Jesus in the wilderness. And we have 40 days for us, for lunch. For these 40 days, we are invited to sit in our messy houses. The mess around us. The mess within us. And consider how the love of God invites us to do things differently. This year, you are invited to embrace your mess and reflect on these things. Two different ways At faith. You can still pick up a tea time kit. They're at the, the doors. And reflect on the question cards over a cup of tea. You can also read a book with me by Kate Bowler, The Lives We Actually Have. And consider how God's blessing shows up in our messy, terrible, beautiful lives. You can also do nothing. As Lutherans, we remember that Jesus loves us not for what we do, but for who God is. But we are in a wilderness right now. And this can be a beautiful teaching and healing time. From Jesus' wilderness experience, he emerges focused and ready We hear it today. He proclaims this message of God's love that is here for each of us. So, why not believe it? Why not embrace it? For us, these 40 days are going to lead us straight to the cross. And then, after the cross, the empty tomb, resurrection, and Easter are going to greet us, whether we're ready or not. But in the meantime, In these 40 days, dear one, whatever wilderness you face, whether it's inward or outward, may you know the promise that you are not alone. There may be demons, but there are also some angels. And there are also these wild beasts. And, you know, Mark leaves a lot to the imagination, but that's why I put a cat on your bulletin cover for the day. Because maybe these wild beasts are actually friendly wild beasts. Very comforting companions for those long sleepless nights and worry-filled days. I'd like to end today with a blessing for you all from Kate Bowler. And it's called Blessing for Living Without Control. Oh God, I come to you as I am. And it's all I have, really. And the next one I'm conscious of will be the same. I can feel the way I move moment to moment without the comfort of solutions. It seems wild to me now how I imagined any once and for all cure for this or a master plan to ensure things will work out. But truth be told, that has always been my secret hope. So, Lord, let's try again. I'm begging for a new plan. I want a plan that's an unplanned. I must keep moving and planning, trying and changing, knitting my days together, even as they unravel. So can we do this together? Remind me to pray, Come, Lord, and quiet the worry. I step and you steady me. I give and you open my hands. I act and you fortify me with courage to try and try and try again. This life is uncertain, Lord. But your love is not. You tell the story of my life, regardless of how little I know about how it ends, except to say, you were there since the beginning, and you appear on every page. Amen. Thanks be to God.